is it possible to really change how people see us? Like, are we really capable of doing so? Is one's reputation so heavily ingrained in the minds of others that it just becomes impossible to do anything else? Today's episode, I review a show about a man burdened by his violent past and is now trying to protect a planet that he calls home. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews on all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. Y'all, I did it. I was seriously doubting myself, but I was able to pull it together, and I finished the show. I finished the book of Boba Fett. You know, I I, I have to be honest, though, I kind of had a little faith that I could pull it off on time for the review, and I'm sure, you know, some of you might have believed in me. But I also feel like the Cowboy Bebop and Sickles Inferno's fans probably had, you know, their money bet on me not finishing this review. Well, in your face. I did it, okay? I, I crunched all seven episodes, and they're all varying in length. It's kind of hard to predict, but I marathoned through it, and I got through the, I guess, the the Rancor-shaped finish line. If you're not a Star Wars fan, you don't know what that is, but... If you watch the show, the real heads would know. But you know, let me tell you, it's it's just it's a lot of boba, right? I got I got boba on the brain. I was gonna sing a, a version of Georgia on my mind, but it's kind of late, and I'm in another hotel. And you know, earlier today there was a bunch of kids running around up and down the halls while I'm trying to take a power nap. So I'm gonna try to keep my voice down as much as I can. Again, it's going to be a, kind of a nice ASMR, nice little intimate episode right into your little ears. <laughs> Unless if you're listening to this like in a car with a bunch of people, then I know that's probably sensual or I don't know, whatever. It, it, it could be weird. Anyways, I still have the show fresh on my noggin, so we're going to talk about it in just a bit. But before we do that, let's break down some things that I'm currently into. Since we're talking about all things Star Wars related today, I'm going to be breaking down in a quick trailer roundup of the Obi-Wan trailer. Y'all, it's just so good to see. Mm. Ah, you know, uh, chef's kiss to Ewan McGregor back in the role, back in the saddle of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Say what you will about the prequels, but the one thing that most people can agree on, it's that McGregor's got going, got it going on. As soon as the Duel of the Fates uh, theme started playing, I could hear the just the choir of nerds singing praise to the high heavens through a galaxy far, far away. It looks like the show has everything you need for an exciting miniseries. It has lightsabers. It has um, space. Listen, I know some of y'all are probably upset that the Grand Inquisitor doesn't look the same as he did back in you know Star Wars Rebels, but do I mind it? No, it's an animated show. Is it going to translate into live action? Of course not. At this point, I don't expect every character taken from any of the animated shows to look one-to-one live action, and I feel like that's okay. As long as the as the story is, one, serviceable, and two, that the actor does a great job in the role, that's all I'm looking for. 
Besides, we're not here, you know, watching the show for the Inquisitors. We're here to see Obi-Wan and more, in part- more particularly the redemption arc for Hayden Christensen in the role of Darth Vader again. I, you know, I feel like, you know, you have actors that are genuinely, you know, not great. I refuse to say bad because I feel like everyone can just improve on anything. But if if the writing isn't great and, and, and the direction is also kind of poor, the performances are also going to be a little flat as well. Like you have uh, Samuel L. Jackson and you have Ewan McGregor in the prequels. And they're great actors. Are those And also Natalie Portman. Are those movies great? Not really. They're, they're okay. But at the same time, because of those elements not in place... You know, they didn't click in place. I, I really think that Hayden Christensen probably got the short end of the stick at the time when these movies came out. So I'd like to see him take another lightsaber stab at it. Up next, we have Drive My Car. And so if you listen to any of the previous episodes recently, you know I'm on a some sort of a perilous journey to watch all the films that were nominated for Best Picture for this year's Oscars, just kind of like a little snob or whatever. But Drive My Car was on that list and it's finally off my list so since it's a Japanese film I kind of doubted that I would have been able to see it due to you know how international uh, films work in the U.S. and there's just not a lot of uh, you know uh, places to go and watch it but to my surprise it was available on HBO Max uh, it's a quiet three-hour slow burn of a movie that kind of tackles and uh, not kind of it really dives in and tackles how we channel our grief into our everyday lives. I really like the connections between the characters and how they all cope in their own individual ways, and it has a nice subtlety within its plot and delivery. It's not just a movie that I would readily come back to, though. Still, you know, if you're a fan of uh, uh, Haruki Murakami's work, um, then I think that this is an adaptation that I feel like would appeal to you. And if you haven't read any of his books, go and do that as well, because you know, books are cool too, which is why we're talking about a TV show that's called a book, but not really a book. It's whatever. And finally, last on my list, we have 80s Japanese pop music. And listen, for any nerd, this is not going to come to any surprise. I feel like I, I, I've dived even deeper into, you know, uh, j- just whatever uh, nerd identity I've, I've kind of molded myself into. But you know, if you've gone far down the rabbit hole as, as I have, surely, you know, at some point you're going to come across Miki Matsubara's Stay With Me. That's a given. That's It's going to happen at some point. But how much deeper are you personally willing to go? But in all seriousness, if you like a lot of jazzy grooves and vibes, maybe to a language that you don't understand at all, I feel like this is going to be up your alley. I highly, I highly recommend that you look up the 80s Japanese pop playlist on Spotify, where you can, I guess, spend a total of 46 of your mortal hours to listening to some nonstop funky, fresh J-pop that's got you moving and shaking and grooving and breaking. For me, I, I, I've been a bit, I've, I've been a big fan of games like uh, Katamari Damacy. Where it's just, it's the soundtrack is so, mm, it's dripping with honey. It's so good. And this soundtrack, you know, you can tell that uh, the game soundtrack heavily borrowed from this era of music. So if you're looking for something of that flavor, 
go ahead and give this playlist a listen. You're going to thank me later. But let's go ahead and dive in today's review. Today we're talking about the book of Boba Fett, which was released on December 29th, 2021. Created by John Favreau, this show stars Tamura Morrison, Ming-Na Wen, and Pedro Pascal. Upon usurping the throne of infamous crime lord Jabba the Hutt, former bounty hunter Boba Fett takes control of his criminal empire on the sand-filled planet of Tatooine. However, his claim to power is not without difficulty as many factions also begin to make their move to seize control in an increasingly tense turf war. The Book of Boba Fett has been a show that longtime fans have been asking for, yet creating a show around a character who initially had a minimal presence in the films with, in my opinion, fewer lines and personality to boot, it's no easy feat. Thus, the sheer epicness of Boba Fett's insurmountable cool factor is not an easy thing uh, when meeting the impossible expectations of fans that may ultimately find themselves disappointed with the outcome. In its seven-episode run, the Book of Boba Fett struggles to find even footing in the story it wants to tell as it often becomes stretched thin into so many narrative directions that it just results into a disjointed mess that feels hollow by its conclusion. Rather than focusing on a brief amount of time to bridge the gap between his appearances in Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian, these flashbacks are frequently interspersed between moments in which the titular character is busy building up his criminal empire through uneasy alliances and tense political turmoil. The former of which is far more interesting in seeing how Boba Fett grows as a character, while the latter is given very little time to develop, introducing new characters with very little personality or originality as a result. On top of that, the show then takes focus away from Boba Fett to essentially deviate on the side adventures of the Mandalorian in two episodes that feel so detached from the show and at the same time are far more interesting than what came before, clearly showing which character the writers and directors find themselves gravitating to. Tamora Morrison, on the other hand, does well with the material that he's given, providing a sense of levity and humanity that fans saw glimpses of in shows like The Clone Wars, and his dynamic with Ming-Na Wen's character shows Boba Fett's leadership style to be far more fair and pacifistic than we had come to expect. In terms of lore, I would expect a good amount of fans who have only stuck to the live-action material to be somewhat lost, especially in key moments of the show. So, the Book of Boba Fett leans far more into the extended canon, losing a bit of approachability for those that might have opted to skip any of the various other shows. For the first season of the Book of Boba Fett, it often relies too heavily on the extended canon of the greater franchise to provide far more substance than what is actually there with a plot that is often spread too thin in the way that it wants to go with its direction, the show ultimately is entertaining enough to please longtime fans that are waiting for Season 3 The Mandalorian, but unfortunately, there's not enough there to pave way for interest for its own show. And I'm going to give the show a 6 out of 10. Once again, if you didn't catch that from uh, from earlier, or if I didn't say it earlier, you can actually watch this on Disney Plus. Let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll dip back into a long absent segment that's been buried in the sand for far too long. Settle into your back to tanks. We'll be right 
back. I mean, where else would we go? Welcome back. Y'all, I didn't mention it earlier, but we're at episode 50 right now. That's kind of crazy to think about, you know? I mean, if you count all the bonus episodes, then of course you're going to go past that. But still, for like actual main episodes, that is kind of crazy to believe. I mean, in just a few weeks, we're going to be pretty much approaching the one-year anniversary of TMQ. That's wild. Um, I just want to thank you all for listening, especially especially to the committed small group, the small itty-bitty group, you know, that listens week to week. I really do uh, appreciate uh, y'all that, you know, come back and listen to my voice ramble about different stuff every week, and it really does mean a lot, and I am just uh, really happy to see the enthusiasm from, you know, friends and family that genuinely want to listen to what I have to say about Boba Fett or whatever. So uh, really thank you a ton. I, I, I know I say it at the end of every episode, but I genuinely appreciate it if you leave a review on Apple. But no, I mean, I of course, I, re- I appreciate you listening and, and taking the time out of your day to do that. I also really find it, <laughs> um, I, I, in my mind, it kind of blows uh, my whole noggin that uh, some people would actually binge TMQ like from back to front, and I'm like, y'all, that's a, that's a lot of TMQ. Take it easy, like do a slow drip of it, do one at a time. Don't just gobble it all up, gobble and swallow it, swallow it all up. But I mean, you know, to each their own. So uh, thank you. And also, if you're gonna do that, you like marathon it again. Might as well. Anyways, y'all, we're going to end today's episode with a segment I haven't done in a long time. This is a segment that I normally uh, uh, do when I have, when I when I feel like I've done so much stinky bisques that I'm like, not this week. I'm going to switch it up. But normally I would ask on uh, Instagram, maybe I should do this on Twitter too, if maybe that platform grows for me a little more. But um, I normally ask people to give me a topic, and I'll tell you if this topic is too hyped or not hyped enough. Um, and these are some old topics that people have sent in. So if you hear your name and you're like, when did I send that in? It was probably a f- many, many months ago. So uh, our first topic comes from Kate, who says, beans, too hyped or not hyped enough? Kate and I talked about this earlier. And this, this is going to be too hyped, y'all. I don't go into a Chipotle and ask for beans anymore. I'm a, I'm a grown man. I know what I like and, and don't like, it, and it's definitely beans. They kind of overpower the food. It's just kind of bland, kind of icky. There's like kind of a weird filmy texture that just kind of coats your tongue. Gross. But unless if you like it and it's, you know, part of your, like, like an important staple to what you're eating, not gross. But for me... No, thank you. Hold off on the beans. Uh, Kate also mentions that it makes her toot. I'm sure that if her coworkers are listening on this, I'm probably going to regret that I put her on blast. But yeah, it makes everyone toot. Up next, we have Wes, the Slayer, who uh, su- who basically suggested Boba. And I included this because, you know, you know, it's the show. It's the episode. Boba. Fed. Too hyped or not hyped enough? 
And Wes, I'm going to say that boba, the food, is too hyped. Unless if we're talking about the beverage, which doesn't change it and makes it too hyped. I don't know. I think boba's okay. I think some people can, you know, flub it. And it becomes like kind of like you're just eating like very hard bits of like unfinished cooked, bo- uh, like raw boba that's just haven't that, or, or sometimes you go into the other direction and it's been stewing in the in the uh, milk tea for too long and it just becomes too soft that it just dissolves and becomes really gross so the threshold in getting the perfect boba it's a it's a is i would say it is a delicate art okay but do i enjoy it with my nice uh you know uh black tea milk tea or like a nice uh um like a what, what what is my boba order? I don't even go for boba that often anymore. I feel like it's kind of fallen off, like uh, like the froyo trend. Remember when everyone was into froyo? Everyone was into boba for the longest time, and I think people still are. There, you have your diehard fans. Oh, you know, if you ever happen to find yourself at a T four, the Okinawan milk tea is pretty bomb. So that's. That's awesome. Get that. Um, man, now now I want boba. Maybe it is not hyped enough. I don't know. Finally, we have Jana who suggested Teslas. Too hyped or not hyped enough? I'm going to say that Tesla, the car, was too hyped at the time because every t- everywhere you look nowadays, everywhere you look, there's like Teslas everywhere. You know, but with have you seen the gas prices, y'all? And I feel like, you know, if you listen to this months now when the gas prices are maybe double or maybe even less, who knows what the future is going to bring? I, I, I feel like that Teslas are going to be ever more important. That They're not hyped enough. Y'all, we need to start driving hybrid cars because the, the, the gas prices, which I feel like, you know, I haven't said anything substantial about that, but that's just all. I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. You know, get get the best out of your fuel economy and, and drive a hybrid. I know it's not the flashiest or coolest looking car, but y'all, I mean, I know I'm not made out of money. I, I do this podcast for free. You think Anchor, Anchor pays me for this? Sometimes they do, but I mean, do you think that they pay me frequently? No, not really, but I mean, if they did, then <laughs> your boy's going to buy the biggest car with the biggest V8 engine in, on the block. But as for right now, I do drive a, a hybrid for work. So anyways, that's today's episode. If people want to share their thoughts on the show, maybe you also want to send some uh, too hyped or not hyped enough suggestions, or you also want to let me know how cool Boba Fett was and how wrong I was about my opinion on this review, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. You can also email any suggestions that you want on what I should review next, or you can also send your, your reviews that way uh, through our email at that's my podcast at gmail.com. Like I said, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening. We're on episode 50, and I hope to do 550 more, and then the show will gl- die into a glorious blaze in a nice, beautiful Viking death. But until then, be sure to rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. Well, not the episode specifically, but the whole show as a entity, you know. 
I, I check once a week, y'all. It, it hasn't moved. The needle hasn't uh, changed. Go ahead and leave a little review and just say, you know what? I liked what he said about Boba Fett. There's nothing controversial about it at all, which there really wasn't, at least in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe they, I, I said something weird. But at the same time, give it a five-star review and just give it like a nice thumbs-up emoji at the end too so that way I know that you listen to this specific episode. And if there are any new, uh, you know, uh, listener reviews for, uh, on Apple Podcasts, you might even hear it on this show as well. So, uh, but if, if not, you know, be sure to share the episode with a friend. Let them know what you think of what I thought, if that makes sense. But of course, anything helps and your support is greatly appreciated. I want to thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul from the School Days Beat Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. Next week's episode, I'm going to take it easy on myself and not marathon a whole entire TV show in two days and review Pixar's Turning Red. I'm going to leave you off with a quote and it comes from our main man himself, Boba Fett, who says, Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue.